Welcome to Breaking Butterfly, the podcast for the girls who want more out of life. I'm your host, Maddie Maple, confidence and business coach, motivational speaker, and six-figure entrepreneur. I'm here to lead you into ultimate confidence, feminine leadership, and help you create the life of your dreams. So if you're ready for your next up level, let's go. and welcome back to the Breaking Butterfly podcast. Or if you are new here, a very special welcome. I am so, so grateful to have you here. Today's episode is going to be a solo episode and we're going to be diving into, we're going to be talking a little bit about like the masculine and the feminine energies and habits and discipline and just some concepts that I've been really like thinking about and learning, um, you know, just over these past few months for myself. And as you can see from the title of this episode, I'm kind of claiming this to be a part five of my Becoming Your Highest Self series that I did. So I did a series last year um, and it was four parts. It was four different episodes all around Becoming Your Highest Self, uh, which is so interesting because I, I could have released all of those episodes just as like just solo episodes and not really like put them together like they could have just been four different episodes that weren't weren't really like they were a series but like they they didn't need to be but they were just things that I thought that we really had to um tap into to become our highest selves and what's what's so interesting about it is that series that I did the becoming your highest self series those four episodes are some of the most highest downloaded episodes that I have ever released on this podcast, ever. They have some of the highest numbers um, from the whole Breaking Butterfly podcast, and it's just so funny. There's this this hype around becoming our highest selves, right, um, where ultimately everything that I create in every episode is is something to lead you towards, towards your highest self, but for some reason, that series just got all the hype, and... Um, yeah, today's episode, I I feel like it's a part five, you guys. Like, I, I I feel like this is something to really add on to that. Although, like I said, I feel like any episode that I create could be a part of that because everything we're learning and everything in personal development with confidence, like, it's all helping us become our highest selves. But this episode in particular, I feel like is a part five of becoming your highest self. And I'm really excited for um, just what I'm about to share with you guys because it's it's something I've been just, you know, personally working on as well. And I, I get extra excited about, you know, talking about things that I'm personally going through because, you know, obviously it hits a little bit more home to me and there's a little bit more passion and emotion evolved or passion and emotion involved there. Um, and so I'm really, really excited to to share this episode with you guys. And what I really want to bring to you and, and what I think is such an important part of becoming your highest self is this conversation around habits and around discipline. Uh, because ultimately, you know, we... Okay, so there's there's 
different versions of happiness, right? There's like happiness, there's joy, and then there is pleasure. And I'm just kind of pulling this out of my ass and just like making this up. But I see it as like, there's like three versions of like, like happy happiness, quote unquote, like good feelings. And I think it's like joy, happiness, and pleasure. And I think that joy is more, well, we'll start with happiness, right? I think happiness is like an elated feeling that you feel like in the present moment that is like a kind of, it's like a high, right? Happiness is like a high, right? We feel happiness and then we feel sadness. Sadness is really like low and like just just down and like sad and happiness is really like high and upbeat and everything is working and or or maybe we're happy about something specific, right? Something specific happens. You know, we go to visit family and we're happy and or we get a job promotion and we're we're happy and like we have this like happiness and it's it's an emotion, right? Happiness. Ooh, okay, wait. This is all just kind of like coming to me. Happiness, I, f- I feel like it's an emotion, right? And then joy, when we look at joy, and again, I'm just pulling this out of my ass, you guys. Like, I actually don't know the exact definitions of like joy, happiness, and pleasure. This is just my, my like depiction of it and like the way that I would explain it. So joy for me, when I look at joy, I feel like joy is more of like this underlying feeling of like peace, or it's like a more subtle and like sustained happiness, right? It's, it's like peace. It's like it's like you can feel sad in moments and have like the emotion of sadness or frustration, but still feel joy. Um, you know, just like a, it's like almost this underlying like emotion. It's not like an in the moment thing. It's just like kind of a like a state, like a state of being, right? So happiness would be like an emotion. Joy would be like a state of being where like you just are experiencing like joy and it's, it's not the crazy like highs and lows, like happiness, sadness. It's more just like this like underlying feeling. Does that kind of make sense? It'll make more sense as I explain more. And then pleasure, pleasure is, is almost like a like a dopamine hit or like a like a serotonin, oxytocin, dopamine, like influx. Um, something that gives us pleasure is usually very like in the moment and and then it's gone, right? We're always alternating between this like pain and pleasure, pain and pleasure. And I think that joy is kind of, doesn't mean that we don't experience pleasure, that we shouldn't experience pleasure or happiness, but joy is, is taking a little bit of the like crazy highs and lows out of it and having more like stability. It's like a long, it's like long-term gratification and pleasure is like instant gratification. That is the perfect way to describe it. Joy is long-term gratification. Pleasure is short-term gratification, like the Amazon Prime, right? And I've just been playing with this a lot because I do feel like I have kind of a knack for pleasure or like a little bit of a addiction to pleasure as we all do 
especially in this day and age, you guys, like think about the world that we live on, live in where we can Amazon Prime anything and, you know, we get, we're getting likes and there's social media and dopamine hits from like TikTok and Instagram and we can get a lot of things like just on demand, right? I think that pleasure, like here's kind of a good example, like pleasure would be like binge watching a show in one day and then like joy would be like watching the episodes as they come out weekly and like kind of like just experience having that like not indulging all at once but just like enjoying the process of it does that kind of make sense that's kind of a bad example actually I don't know if that's a good example but that's kind of how I'm like viewing it right instant gratification versus long term and I think that to become our highest selves, there is so much power in not being addicted or obsessed with pleasure or the instant gratification. Um, and, and that's the issue a lot of people are struggling with nowadays, actually, is this instant gratification where, like, that's where we're getting all of our happiness or our, our you know, quote-unquote joy. It's more happiness, right? We're getting all our happiness from, like, these hits of dopamine or hits of pleasure and then when we don't have that thing then it feels really really low and so I think becoming a you know becoming our highest selves a huge piece of it is this you know it's so hard to to explain it's not hard to explain I'm sure that you guys know exactly what I'm talking about uh, when I'm explaining all this but it's kind of hard to explain because I don't want to say like we shouldn't experience pleasure either, right? We are here to experience pleasure and have fun and play and experience the good things in life. Like, you know, having dessert and having the piece of cake or I love binge watching a show in one day. But I think there's a fine line between like enjoying the simple pleasures of life and then also being so attached to or addicted to them that that's the only place we are receiving kind of our our good emotions and our good feelings is from kind of these pleasure oriented things right so for example like getting pleasure would be like posting a thirst trap on instagram so that you get a bunch of comments and a bunch of likes and are getting like connection in that way and it's kind of like this hit of dopamine to get a bunch of notifications on your social media and then joy or long-term gratification would be like also sorry guys if you can hear the sirens in the background i am sitting close to my window today which i don't usually do and so if you can hear outside noises a little bit more. I'll try and edit them out, but you might hear some sirens because there is literally an ambulance or a fire truck like driving by my house like every hour in LA. Um, Actually way more than an hour, probably like every 20 minutes you'll see like an ambulance or a cop or a fire truck. Anywho, okay. So short term is like posting a thirst trap on Instagram and long term would be like creating really deep relationships with your friends or your family members and scheduling like calls to catch up with them and getting your connection and your good feelings you know around connection that way right that is is true joy is like building those deep relationships 
And then, you know, and that's not always easy, right? The whole, the whole concept I want to bring to you guys today is that creating joy and creating lasting joy and kind of getting out of that trap of like pain, pleasure, pain, pleasure and experiencing more joy. I, I truly see that as something in part of our highest selves, but it's not always easy. And that's the whole lesson here. It's not always easy. Um, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. But another example would be short-term instant gratification um, with fueling our body, right? Short-term would be eating what's easy and available. So maybe eating junk food or eating out fast food, um, just eating like a protein bar, right? And then long-term would be like actually eating whole foods and healthy foods and things to nourish your body. Um, another example, uh, I'm trying to, or okay, going back to the social media thing, because the social media is a huge one when it comes to pleasure, right? Um, if you are watching TikTok for entertainment, like that is very instant gratification. You are getting hits of dopamine and videos that are proven that people like every 30 seconds, 60 seconds, like, I mean, well, every two seconds, if you just keep scrolling, right, you can keep getting videos over and over and over again that are, um, you know, just giving you hits of dopamine and giving you this pleasure, right, this instant gratification um, of, of that emotion that you need, of that, like, entertainment or, you know, laughter or connection or whatever it is, and a more long-term habit or action that would create more joy is planning like for like for entertainment like planning like a game night with your roommates or your family or your friends or like planning a fun picnic at the beach or just doing something like fun right you can get your entertainment from tiktok or you can get your entertainment from like a an activity that again, it might take more time to set that up, right? TikTok, we can just pick up our phone and go straight to the app and boom, we have exactly what we need. You know, why should I go out and plan this event or plan this activity or do this or do that when I can just get the, you know, good feeling brain chemicals from an app right on my phone and I don't have to move or do anything or plan anything or whatever, right? It's very low effort, right? To get pleasure, it's very low effort. To get joy, it takes effort and it also takes not doing what we want to do in the present. Meaning we're doing things, we're, we're taking action based on how we want to feel in the future rather than how we want to feel in that present moment. So if I'm focused on how I want to feel in the present moment, I'm probably going to reach for the brownies in the kitchen because in that moment when I'm eating the brownies, that is going to feel so fucking good. And I use brownies because I have an addiction to brownies right now. I've been making the um, the double chocolate Ghirardelli brownies and oh my God, it's so bad <laughs> for me because I just, I'm obsessed with brownies. I haven't had brownies in a long time and I made some like a couple months ago, like two months ago. I don't know why. Randomly, we were just like in the store and I saw a box of brownies and I was like, oh, I'm going to make these. And I had one of them and I was like, oh my God. I was like to Henry, I was like, babe, whatever I told you before was my favorite dessert. Just scratch all of that. Like 
you know, if you ever need to know like trivia about me, scratch anything I ever said before. My favorite dessert is brownies. I fucking love them. But if I'm thinking about how I want to feel in that present moment, I'm going to pick the brownies. But if I'm thinking about how I want to feel in an hour, two hours tomorrow, I'm going to choose a healthier option, right? I'm going to choose like some dark chocolate or I'm going to actually make a meal and make like chicken and rice and veggies and and actually fuel my body, right? Um, if If I'm looking for how I want to feel in the present, you know, when I'm laying in bed in the morning and I'm thinking about, oh, how do I want to feel right now? I am not going to get out of bed. I'm going to snooze my alarm. I'm going to stay in bed and I'm not going to get up and I'm going to scroll on my phone in bed for an hour, right? Because in that moment, that feels really, really good. But then later on in the day, does that feel good? Then I'm feeling like sluggish. I started my day off on like not a very good no. I'm already in the energy of comparison and all the things that I need to do. And I just don't feel very good throughout my day, right? But if I look at joy and I ask myself, okay, not how do I want to feel in the present, but how do I want to feel three hours from now or how do I want to feel overall? Do I want to feel this like joy Okay, well, then I'm probably going to get up, like take a shower, do my journaling, do my meditation, go eat, you know, and then and then start my day. And boom, my day is a million times better. So to become our highest selves, I think that it is leaning into this energy of joy and long term gratification and to feel good, to feel like our highest selves and to feel really, really good, sometimes we need to do things that don't feel good in the moment. And I am, like I said, like I feel like I am like a pleasure whore. Like I love to do what feels good in the moment. I like if I'm in bed and I don't want to get up, Like, I am staying in bed. If I go downstairs and there's a brownie, I'm grabbing the brownie. Like, a lot of times in my life, you know, I'm reaching for these instant gratification things that will make me feel better in that moment. But, and and this is the shift I'm working so hard to make, and I think it's so important to, to focus on this, is if we really want to feel good, like, like, truly, genuinely feel good. It's not about those artificial quick fix things that make us feel good. It's about the things that maybe we don't want to do in the moment, but we feel so much better afterwards, right? So eating healthy. Another great example is working out, right? How many times do we say that, oh, we need to go to the gym. I need to go to the gym. I need to go to the gym, but like, I don't want to go to the gym and I don't want to go to the gym. And then we go And then we're driving home and we're like, why did I not want to go to the gym? Like, I don't, I don't understand why I didn't want to go. Like, why was that such a hard thing? Because I feel fucking amazing right now, right? Working out is a huge one. Meditating. I'm like, I don't want to meditate. I don't want to meditate. I don't want to meditate. Like, that doesn't feel good. I'd rather scroll on TikTok. I'd rather go watch TV with Henry. I'd rather (laughs) eat a fucking brownie. I don't know. I'd rather do anything but meditate. And then I meditate and then it's like, oh my God, 
I feel amazing. Why do I not do this every day? And I think the shift to be made here and to how to get us to pick the things that will create joy uh, and happiness, right? I, I kind of spoke of happiness being more of like an in-the-moment emotion, but it's it's closer to joy than it, it is. Well, I think it's right in the middle of joy and pleasure, right? It's kind of right in the middle. But the way to get us closer to joy and the shift that needs to be made is just accepting that, accepting and knowing the truth that like doing things that we might not want to do in the moment is going to make us feel good and like loving ourselves enough to do those things, right? Like when I'm like, I've been trying to incorporate the habit of like every morning I wake up, I get up, I take a shower, wash my face, brush my teeth and journal. And I can journal for an hour or I can journal for five minutes. Like I can take a long shower, short shower, doesn't matter. But when I get up, I shower and I journal for a little bit you know, maybe even just like write a couple affirmations and intention. And that is my habit that I'm trying to incorporate. And so when I'm in bed and I'm not getting up and I'm not getting in the shower, I, I'm i kind of shifting my perspective around it instead of saying like, oh, like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And shifting it into, wow, like if I don't stick to this habit, if I don't do this thing that I know will make me feel good and I know will make me feel like my highest self, then that is just like, it's almost like betrayal to yourself. It's almost, it's self-sabotage, but it's almost like you are, you are like rejecting yourself of something that will make you feel so good. It's, it's almost like, um, like counterintuitive, right? Isn't it kind of counterintuitive to put things in our body or do certain things that we know like don't make us feel good, but we think it makes us feel good because it makes us feel good in the moment, but it really doesn't. And it's this form of like self-betrayal almost. It's, it's kind of like, think about if you were like raising a kid, if you had a kid and you knew that they, like they're all dirty and messy and like they were just playing outside or they like ate food and they got all dirty and messy and then you could tell they were like so uncomfortable but they're trying to run and go play right their siblings are playing in the other room and they're like i want to go play i want to go play and like would you just leave your kid all messy and be like okay like go do whatever you want no you would like have a little bit of discipline almost like you're you're parenting yourself, right? Think about parenting yourself. If you're parenting this kid, you would grab them and you would say, no, get your ass over here. I'm going to clean you up really quick. You'd wipe them down with some wipes, get them all clean, maybe throw them in the bath for a sec, and then let them go play. And you know that they're a hundred times happier playing because they're not uncomfortable, right? So if you would do that for your kid, if you would do something that you know that they don't want in the moment, but you know will make them feel better, wouldn't you do it? And wouldn't not doing it be kind of like, like, not mean, but I don't know. Like, it it just would be, like, ir- irresponsible. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but, like, it just doesn't feel right, right? Like, if you know that you can make somebody feel better, even if they don't love it in the moment, you're going to do it for them. And... That's what we have to do for ourselves. Even if we know that we're not going to love it in the moment, 
like eating my vegetables. I know that I'm not going to love it in the moment, but I know that I will feel so, so much better and I'm taking care of my body. That is a form of fucking self-love. True, true self-love. Self-love isn't just about loving everything about yourself and loving the body you're in and loving your personality. It's about taking care of yourself, even if it's not fun, right? So to feel good, sometimes we need to do things that require that discipline and a little bit of that that masculine energy. And, you know, when we do this, it's it's powerful. It's super powerful. And I think all it takes is shifting that perspective and that mindset of, you know, oh, I don't want to do this to I I do want to do this. I want to do this because I want to take care of myself and I want to feel good and I love myself and I don't want to betray myself or self-sabotage and like I I want to do this, right? Just a shift into I want to do this and reminding ourselves that we will feel good once we do the thing that doesn't feel good in the moment. And if we pick the thing that feels good in the moment, we're probably not going to feel so good later. And it's just shifting that. Instead of feeling like we are, um, you know, restricting ourselves and saying like, oh, like I can't, I can't do this and I can't do that. It's like, no, I, I want to do like I could just scroll on TikTok. I could eat the junk food. I could not exercise. And I'm I'm choosing to do the thing that doesn't feel so good in the present because I know I'll feel better. There's something so, so powerful in that. And I think this is a huge shift to me to be made when trying to become our highest selves is leaning into this joy instead of just pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. Um, because ultimately, too, when we just lean on pleasure, like we have almost withdrawals from it. So we have those heavy highs and lows. And when we're leaning on pleasure, it's it's just not we do, we actually it lowers your your motivation. It lowers your motivation because when you have that much pleasure from something that takes so little effort, you're not going to be as motivated to do the things that will create like good habits and good feelings like you know, journaling and working out and cleaning and things like that, like things that just sound not that fun that we don't have motivation for a lot of times, like doing our chores types of things. The, The big reason we don't have motivation to do those things is because doing those things would create those positive and happy chemicals in our brain, right? That's why we do those things. That's why we clean. That's why we work out for the endorphins, the serotonin, the dopamine, the oxytocin. But when we're just getting that from pleasure, of course we don't want to clean. Of course we don't want to work out. Of course we don't want to journal because we're we're getting all of these like artificial bursts of those chemicals from like social media or, you know, food or whatever it is. Um, that is kind of our our own personal vice, right? And so I, th- I just think that if we can limit the amount of like instant gratification, pleasure-filled activities, then we can create um, motivation to do the long-term gratification things and we're going to feel a million times better in, in the process. And there's this download that kind of came through to me um, a couple months ago 
um i was i was at like a friends giving party and we were all like having drinks and me and my friend were like both very much on the same wavelength when it comes to like spirituality and stuff and we were like in the kitchen just like going off about like masculine and feminine energies and i had this like download come to me or like the statement right i tell you guys all the time that like or not all the time, but I've told you guys before that like I I hear things like I hear just like statements loud and clear sometimes. And so me and my friend were just in the kitchen and we're just like talking and I heard this statement so loud and clear and I wrote it in my notes and I've just been like kind of saving it to to talk about it. Um, but it's a statement of denying the masculine is dishonoring the feminine Denying the masculine is dishonoring the feminine. And this came through so clear. And what it means to me is that when we deny structure and discipline and, you know, some of that masculine energy, when we deny, like, you know, kind of, I, I don't want to use the word forcing, but right, that, that masculine energy of just getting us ourselves into action and, and just, just discipline, right? When we deny that, we don't allow our feminine to be divine and to be in flow. And, you know, one of my favorite teachers, uh, James Wedmore, he teaches business and he talks about how more structure actually equals more freedom. And I was always a little bit resistant to that because I am very, like, kind of feminine and flowy in my business. Like, you know, I, I have a really good balance of both. Like I am very masculine in the way that I like take action and have my to-do lists, but in the way that I like create and plan things, I'm just very feminine and just very like, just kind of like all over the place. And so every time James Wedmore would say like more structure equals more freedom, I was always like, oh, but I don't want to like put these like systems and structure in my business because like, what if I want to do this and then do that? And like, I just changed my mind so much and my passions and my energy, it just like shifts so much. So it's always really resistant. But I've been thinking about this more and more, right? More structure, more structure equals more freedom. It's true, you guys, when we have more structure and more discipline, right? If we have our morning routine, if we have our meals set up for us, if we if we like devote ourselves and commit to working out, that takes away a lot of decisions. It takes away a lot of decision making. You know, when we have just like, uh, it, it's um, Steve Jobs. Is it Steve Jobs that always wears the black turtleneck? He does that because that's one, like picking out clothes, like that's one less decision for him to make. And then that's so much more energy and mental capacity that he can use to make other decisions or be creative or be in flow, right? So the more structure we have, the more that we have like systemized and structured or the less decisions that we make for ourselves and have things just kind of like set up, the more that our feminine can actually come to life, right? So for example, like if you, if you, Every morning you have a morning routine and like that is your routine. There is no questions asked. Like you're not in bed wondering like, should I get up or should I stay in bed for 30 more minutes? Should I do my morning routine? Nope. It's just like a thing. Like you do your morning routine 
And then to eat breakfast, like you know what you're eating and then you know you're going to work out and it's not a question of like, should I work out today? Should I not work out today? Should I work out today? Like that question isn't in the picture. It's just set. You have that discipline, that structure. Then you have, think about that. If you're not making those decisions, you're not using your brain to think about those things, how much more time and space and energy do you have to think about your friends, your family, your business, creativity, the new program that you want to create, the podcast episode, the YouTube video, creative things at your job. Like how much more energy and space do you have to let your feminine thrive? Um, Or even, you know, denying the masculine is dishonoring the feminine. Think about the amount of times that you go into your day and you are like, okay, I want to be creative today and I want to go paint and I want to go to the park and I want to do all of these things but you have like a to-do list of things that you need to do and you're not really setting that discipline and structure and masculinity for yourself to just get those things done it's like yes you're going to the park and you're painting but you're like okay oh now I need to go do that thing and you have to go like do a task or do another task or you're just thinking about doing the tasks where if you just set up some structure and some discipline and you got your to-do list done in the morning, the rest of the day, you can just fucking flow. You can do whatever you want. You just have full space and time and energy to just like do whatever. But instead, a lot of times we deny the masculine. We don't tap into that masculine, the structure, the discipline, the habits, right? Parenting ourselves. We don't tap into that. And so then ultimately, our feminine, our our life power, our creative power, it's almost dimmed a little bit um, because we are are not doing the things that will set us up to be in more feminine. And and I know a lot of you guys, a lot of my clients, and so I'm su- assuming a lot of my audience and my listeners are very deeply in your feminine. But are you really allowing that feminine to be pure and divine and allowing it space to just like be are you allowing yourself that space to be when you're not creating any structure or discipline for yourself I I just really think that you can't Uh, I think that the feminine gets messy and chaotic when we don't you know give ourselves that that discipline you know think about if you do just add in a little bit of discipline and structure to your morning how the rest of your day will go and again right that's not always the easy choice the easier choice a lot of times is to just you know be be just kind of like in flow and not getting our tasks done and not taking action and not doing the things um a lot of times that's what's easier and so the masculine getting into action getting things done our to-do list um, you know, getting ourselves in, you know, organized or or just doing doing the things that might not feel that good in the moment. It, it doesn't always, yeah, it just doesn't always feel good in the moment. But goddamn, afterwards, if you can tap into that energy after that, you're going to feel so good. You're going to feel like you're feminine. Can, you're fully honoring it. You're fully allowing it to have space, right? You're allowing yourself to you're, you're allowing yourself to fully tap into joy, right? Instead of just this pleasure pain like spiral or, or like roller coaster, more like 
um, you're, you're letting yourself come into this place of like peace and joy and these really like rich, good feelings, right? The feeling that you get from watching a viral TikTok video versus the feeling you get after eating a healthy home-cooked meal and cleaning your house, they're both good feelings, but we have to learn that the feelings we get from cleaning the house and eating a home-cooked meal feel so much better. It feels so much richer and more sustainable and it doesn't have the weird, um, it's like, it really is like a withdrawal. Like when we get like the dopamine from a TikTok video, we go through like a withdrawal. Like once you get off the app, like you don't feel good. You don't like walk around your house like, oh, like that video is so good. Like I feel so good. No, but you do that after eating the home-cooked meal and going to the gym, cleaning your house. So we have to train ourselves or or just, you know, force ourselves to remember that those feelings are so much better than the instant thing and it is worth the effort. It is worth the effort to tap into that masculine, to do the things that we don't want to do, to do the things that don't feel good in the moment so that we can feel better overall. And so denying that masculine, denying, you know, the habits and the discipline and and doing the things that don't feel as good in the present, it truly is dishonoring the feminine. It's dishonoring this life force, this creative energy that we have and this energy of just wanting to just be and just enjoy life. When we don't tap into that, it's hard for that to really thrive. Um, So... Uh, yeah, this is, it's a tough one though, because the, the instant gratification, pleasure oriented activities that we partake in, most of us, um, they're very addictive. They're very addictive, but I think just a simple statement of, you know, I, I desire to do the things that will make me feel good is is all we need. It's truly just that statement of like catching ourselves in the moment when we are going to reach for the pleasure-oriented thing or the thing that might just create a couple seconds of happiness and then it's gone and starting to, you know, just claim to ourselves like I desire, I truly want to do the things that I know will make me feel good overall, to feel better overall. I want to do the things that will create more joy in my life, sustainable, everlasting joy. And just claiming that for ourselves, you know, creating those structured couple hours in the morning so you can flow the rest of the day, creating structure in your business or just creating a business so that you can have more free time, eating the healthy meal so that we have energy the rest of the day, doing your morning routine so you have a better day, just doing, claiming and just doing those things. This is how we become our highest selves. And um, yeah, it just takes a little bit of tapping into that energy. So Uh, That is all I wanted to share with you guys today. I think that's everything I wanted to share, but I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on this and if you guys have any tips on how you get into action and get into, you know, kind of uh, or or just creating a little more discipline for yourself 
Um, I'd love to hear about it in our community. Come tap in and share with us kind of the tips that you have. Um, I would love to hear them as well as I'm, you know, going about my my journey of creating more of this, you know, long-term gratification joy. I think it's so, so important. So, love to hear your guys' thoughts, and I hope you guys loved today's episode. Um, and yeah, I hope everyone's just having a beautiful, beautiful week, um, or I guess it's coming out Monday, so I hope you all have a beautiful week. I hope your last week was a good week. I hope everyone's just feeling healthy and happy and... Um, And yeah, oh, and another message that I wanted to share, I know this is super, super like random, uh, but I had like an intuitive hit to share it. So I'm sure someone out there right now needs to hear this. But if you're experiencing any type of confusion or chaos um, or just like, yeah, the best way to explain it is chaos. I just want you to know that Clarity cannot exist without chaos. And anytime you're feeling chaos or confusion, it's just because clarity is right around the corner. And that's just a lesson I've I've been learning over these past couple of years and something that came up for me recently. Um, just feeling that chaos and confusion, you can kind of turn your feelings towards those feelings from like dread, like, oh, like I'm feeling this chaos into like excitement like oh like yes things feel chaotic right now but that's just because I know that clarity is right around the corner because it totally is um yeah and I know that was so random but I just feel like somebody out there needs to hear it and so I just wanted to to add that in before I go all right guys I am going to go get ready and play some golf with the future hubby so I hope everyone has a beautiful day beautiful rest of your week and I will catch you guys in the next episode bye thank you so much for tuning in to the breaking butterfly podcast if you enjoyed today's episode I would absolutely love if you left breaking butterfly a rating and a review if you do leave a review to show my appreciation, please screenshot it and send it to maddie at maddiemaple.com and we will send you over my complete collection of resources for your evolution. This is filled with PDFs and eBooks, all of my free master classes, and a bunch of other resources to help you become your highest and most confident self. Also, to help further along your journey, don't forget to join our Breaking Butterfly community on Discord. The link is in the show notes, and so is the Breaking Butterfly hotline phone number. Remember to call in, ask your juiciest questions, ask for advice, and I will be supporting you guys on air on the Breaking Butterfly podcast. Thank you guys so much for being here with me week after week, and I will catch up with you guys in the next episode. Bye.